This is the Soul Power Podcast with your hosts, Angela Jordan and Cheryl Burt. Welcome to the Soul Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Jordan. And I'm your host, Cheryl Burke. Thanks for joining us. Today, our special guest is very special. I've been very excited to have her on. She has been on the short list for quite a while, and she's a, a busy broad. So we want to make sure that we um, leverage and maximize the time that we have with her. We're super excited to have her here today. Podcast producer, consultant, keynote speaker, and all-around awesome human being, Jen Eads, is our guest today. Thank you for being here, Jen. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> I love hearing I was on the short list. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. The, not the naughty list. Not the naughty <laughs> list. No. 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 The good short list, yeah. as in someone we wanted to make sure that we had on. Uh, so we typically start the interview, Jen, with, in true Marvel fashion, with your origin story. So if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about your history. Okay. I feel I feel like this is appropriate because I feel like my company name, the, the Brassy Broadcasting Company, is almost like the alter ego. Like I, yeah. I kind of have to switch to get into that mode because when I started my company, I did not feel bold and brassy or any of those things. And it was more like a, maybe I can grow into that. Mm -hmm. You know, when I thought of brassy broads, I thought of, you know, Bette Midler and yeah. all the bold brassy women that are all just will say whatever's on their mind and mm -hmm. make no apologies for it. And I'm kind of the peacemaker, the people pleaser. So I, I knew where I wanted to go. I I love that. I love that. Embrace your alter ego. Exactly. Step and into I, it. And I feel like that's what I've been able to do with the work I do through podcasting is really help people reconnect to their voice. You know, and you hear a lot of people say, oh, you got to get, you know, like find your voice. And I feel like your voice isn't lost. You're yeah. the one that's lost. You just right. got to get like, dig through the rubble of all those expectations and everything that's been piled on top of you and just reconnect to what you already have. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think has really been a part of my origin story because I'm sure we'll talk about the singing and all that, some of the silliness that I do, but I didn't even know that I could sing until I was in my thirties. Really? Yeah. So I was a music major in college. I was in music with a concentration in business. And part of that requirement, the course requirements were you had to participate in an ensemble. So I picked choir and I show up for choir, you know, the first night you've got to sing for the director. So he knows what group to put you in. I finished singing and he looks at me and says, is that your voice? Do you really sing like that? Or do you have a cold? So I lip synced through four semesters. I would just show up and move my mouth and go to the concerts. I was oh. basically Millie Vanilli. <laughs> so it was not until later in life when I was in a band and my bandmates, I'll say encouraged rather than peer pressured and shamed me into carrying my weight within the band saying, hey, 
we need harmonies. You need to step it up. I'm like, I'm the guitar player. Like I am just the guitar player. I am not a singer and that did not fly with them. So they worked with me and I found out that that was kind of fun and it made it a better experience for me and more fun for them and a better experience for the audience. And it was like, Oh, I, I can do this. I love it. What a great story. And you know, something that I talk to my clients about a lot is that crap that other people put on us, like your choir director, you know, Mm -hmm. is that really your voice or do you have a cold? You could have the rest of your life thought, I can't sing. I'm not going to try. And luckily you had encouraging people around you who were like, yeah, you know what? He was projecting and putting his stuff on you and you really can sing. So I love that that's part of your story. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have good people. You absolutely do. So there are so many places I want to go with this interview. And it's really hard for me to just kind of start in one place. But I would love to know when you decided that you wanted to move, not necessarily from podcasting, but you really wanted to do more of the music. What was the prompt there? Do you know? Well, so it actually started, there were kind of a couple of phases to it. Probably four or five years ago, my friend Mindy asked if I wanted to speak at this women's networking group that she'd started. And I said, sure, that sounds great. That would be really good for my business. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to make a PowerPoint. <laughs> I never had to make a PowerPoint. I know that I can write a much better song than a slide for a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'll just show up and sing some songs and tell some stories because that I can do. Clickers and slides and all of that sounded terrible to me. <laughs> so I just showed up and sang songs and told stories. So it was basically a gig just kind of along the themes of how do these how do these songs you know what's that through line and that connecting thread with these songs and and trying to inspire women to go out and you know be their best selves and and share their voices and all of that good fun stuff that I get to talk about nice nice yeah, so it's really out of necessity <laughs> <laughs> anything to not make a powerpoint necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention mm-hmm. truly True, true story. In creating this podcast, I'm always open to, you know, suggestions, tips, advice, especially from people who have done it for a while and, and, you know, know their stuff. I have a background before I became a coach in marketing and public relations. So putting out content is part of the vernacular of marketing and public relations. And it's something that I had just kind of always done. And it wasn't until I read your quote on your website, I'll just read it here. We are not here to crank out content. We are here to create an experience, connection and transformation. Two snaps up in a circle, first of all. I love that because we're not here to create content. It's not about content. It's not about putting it on different platforms and making sure you're everywhere. It's about that experience and connection and transformation. So that's something that I already do with my coaching clients. So when when I read that, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, 
that's so true <laughs> you you bring out the the um f the man in me like yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah we're not here to crank out content i think that comes from the musician and the songwriter influence because i mean technically you could consider a song to be content right you know, maybe you're telling a story you know maybe you've got a catchphrase in there you know whatever that is but it's always for me especially with some of the songwriters i love or the performers it's all about the experience like what mm -hmm. does it take to get somebody to come out to a live show and to buy that ticket and then to tell their friends about it and then to bring their friends back with them it's all about the experience and the connection yeah, yeah and the community. it is and what better way to do that than through music it connects mm -hmm. people so well i feel like music is going to be what saves the world i don't know how but I feel like music has to be it. <laughs> music has to be part of it in some way. It'll so. probably be Dolly Parton. That's my guess. True. <laughs> she's gonna Dolly. she's gonna figure it out. She's the <laughs> only person I know that can really get so many different mm -hmm. people of different backgrounds and faiths and beliefs and all of that together and just get them to act nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I, my vote's Dolly. Yeah, Dolly for president of the world. I, yes. uh, I like that. I like that idea a lot. So you've spoken about content and you've spoken about music and you've spoken a little bit about podcasts. And I'm wondering how you pull in these different parts of your life and different parts of your expertise when you work with clients, um, particularly maybe solopreneurs. Whenever I start working with someone, especially if they want a podcast, the first thing I ask them is, what do you want this to accomplish for you? Because I think so often we're fed, we got to be showing up and it just like with that content, we got to crank out the content and we always have to be creating value for someone else. And that's great. I love sharing things and making songs and podcasts and videos and all of that. But there has to be something that keeps you coming back that is lighting you up like what is that why why podcast or why start a youtube channel and and invest all of the time and attention and care and spend time editing and mm -hmm. doing all of those things and then marketing it what is it that you want this to do for you because it's okay for you to want something out of this this is a big <laughs> investment of your time and you know time is our most precious resource. So mm -hmm. know what you want and just be intentional about it. And then use that as, you know, kind of where that overlap is between what you want out of this and, and how you want it to serve your audience. And let that be your North Star that guides you in, you know, the episodes that you create or the guests that you have or the topics that you cover and just make sure everybody is getting something out of it. Yeah. What would we say we want to get out of this podcast, Cheryl? <laughs> Actually, we were talking about it before beforehand, uh, before we hit yeah. record. Um, part of what we get out of it is we get to goof around with each other. Um, yeah. We get to talk to people and help, and help people and um, bring some of our experience together. And we also get to talk to some of our friends and some of our heroes and it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a real bright spot in the week. Yeah. And you know, we get to learn more about things. I don't know about you, Angela, but I love to learn. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> 
and we giggle a lot. So I hope That's I hope we entertain people on their drives. <laughs> it is. It is. So do you typically host on your, I mean, I've, I've heard some of your, um, some of your podcasts, do you prefer hosting on your own or would you prefer to have someone to kind of banter with? So I have a couple podcasts. So there's the Brassy Broadcast and that I've done interview style. I've done solo episodes. It's just kind of been a hodgepodge in my own little podcasting playground so I can experiment and try things. But the other podcast that I show sure. up and consistently do every other week is a podcast about Brazilian jiu-jitsu with my coach. And the thing that we like for the community piece of it is that our goal is to help bring more women into the sport and then to keep them coming back because you know there are some women that listen to our show that they might be the only woman in their gym mm -hmm. and it just gives them community and feels like you know they're sitting around on the way to class listening to their girlfriends talk about jujitsu yeah. and it it's been so cool just to get dms from somebody we had a dm from somebody a couple of weeks ago that i think was in eastern europe and I'm like, how did you even find this podcast? <laughs> you know, it's amazing. But now we've we've made friends all over the world just because I didn't let the fact that I'm not an expert right. hold me back because I'm curious. And I I think so many times, especially clients that I talk to that maybe that's, you know, they don't, nobody wants to look dumb when you get on the microphone. I get that. <laughs> but I think when you can bring curiosity to something, you're not going to look dumb. You're just right. curious and tell me all the things. Yeah. And what could be better than that? Doing right. that once a week with a pal. I love it. It's just, it's been so cool. And then I'm naturally more of an introvert, but jujitsu camp is coming up next month. And I'm already going to have friends because I say in the podcast, come find me, especially if you're like 50 plus and you want to roll with a grown up, <laughs> come find me and I will be your friend and we can train together. And it's great. And it just relieves some of that stress of, oh gosh, now I have to, you know, put my extrovert hat on and go out and be friendly and meet people. Speak in my I language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the extrovert here, so I don't, I don't typically mind going out to do stuff, but I am not a big fan of small talk. So yes, having a, having a connection with somebody, even before you get to formally meet them is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We even did an episode last week about how to prepare yourself as an introvert. If you're going to go to a camp or a seminar or something like that, because it's I write that down. It's a scary thing sometimes walking in, but it's like, but if we're, it's jujitsu, we all have at least one thing in common. It's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, did you make sure you wrote that down, Cheryl? So I did with the timestamp. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was going to say when we're done, Angela gets um, a PDF of my notes that are timestamped. Um, so for editing purposes, I don't know if she looks at them or not, but it's helpful for me. I do. <laughs> I do look I love at it. That. I love this system. I know. Isn't it great? She yeah, is all right. about admin. Like she can, 
create a spreadsheet like nobody I've seen before and make it work. And we are all so organized. And, you know, I'm the one who just, okay, well, I've done some research. I'm just going to show up with my microphone and (laughs) we're ready for the show. All works out. Yeah, it does. So you'd wear a gi. Well, you can wear a gi, which looks like, you know, karate or judo Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then there's no gi where you're wearing, you know, shorts and a tight shirt. And I'm, I'm more of the gi person because I like to hold on to people's collars and do mean things to them with it. Interesting. It's so much fun. Really? My wife is shocked that I will do this sport. She's like, you don't even like to really hug people. (laughs) And now you're rolling around on the ground with strangers. What, what is happening? What's next? What can I expect from you next, Jen? <laughs> Always full of surprises. Um, so you'd mentioned that you, or rather Angela mentioned that you had done some songs early on. And it sounds like it was every every day for a while. And it's continued in some capacity, including a song for Pride last week. I'm curious about that since I haven't heard it yet. So a while back, it was kind of as we were coming out of the pandemic and I was playing my uke a lot because it just makes me so happy because as soon as you pick it up, you're like, oh, I need an umbrella drink and some sunshine. (laughs) And I just feel transported to not in Indiana. (laughs) You can't pick it up and be in a bad mood. It's amazing. (laughs) So I had really committed to a practice of trying to write a song every day. And then I thought, ooh, I should turn this into a podcast. So there's some accountability with it. And I'll try to write a song every day and publish an episode for a year. And it lasted about two months because that was just unsustainable for me. Mm. I loved it. It was a great practice. I got about 60 songs out of it. I ended up making a record because I was going to speak at a podcasting conference and again, you know, you need something to give away. And I was like, well, I don't have a slide deck. I'll make a record and give people the download codes and they can just go get the record. And that's kind of cooler for me than a PDF. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that was the inspiration to actually go make a record of some of the songs that I'd written, but there's there's a song called bless your heart. And it's about, you know, when people show up and they're on the struggle bus and you try to take the high road and send them love and not get mad when they cut you off in traffic and all of that kind of stuff. And that is a practice for me. It's not something I'm very good at, but I try to do it every day. And here in Indiana, so welcoming and inclusive all the time. Just feels mm-hmm. so good to be here. And, you know, it's, so we're recording this in June, it's pride month, and there've just been some not very nice comments Mm -hmm. that I've seen on social media and, you know, people sharing who they're going to boycott this month because we got to be mad at somebody. (laughs) And I just took that song and changed around a couple of the verses to you know, it looks like pride's got you all worked up and I'm just going to send you love because that's really all we can do. Mm-hmm. I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can get mad and that ultimately does me no good because then somebody's just living rent free in my head and I'm obsessing mm-hmm. about that rather than focusing on the things and the people that I really do care about that matter. So yeah, I just changed it up a little bit, put it on LinkedIn. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I think I put it on TikTok too, but I was more excited to just show up on LinkedIn because I certainly don't feel like I lead with being gay. Like that's the least interesting thing about me. <laughs> There's so much more cool stuff we could talk about, but I'm also to the point where I'm not going to hide it. I'm not mm -hmm. going to feel shame about it. If you don't want to work with me, if you don't want to hire me, if you don't want to follow me, great. You're not my people and right. that's okay. Go find your people. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be sad, probably sad people. Yeah. But sad and mad all the time. Yeah. That's exhausting. It does. It takes a lot of energy to be that mad all the time. It really does. Ooh. Yeah. I don't have that kind of energy. Yeah. Same. <laughs> when I first saw that you had created a song for pride, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. You know, I'm totally going again with the whole F the man mm -hmm. uh, mentality. And oh, what is she going to say? It's going to be so witty. And, and, and I started to listen to it. I was like, oh, she took the high road. Of course she did. <laughs> oh, that's the nicest thing you could do. Oh, <laughs> it's, I was ready for fighting. And mm -hmm. It was a song about sending out love, which now it was a process to get there because initially that is not the state of mind that I was in. Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. was, and I think that's one of the things that we have to see, think about when we show up, whether it's podcasting videos, whatever kind of, you know, magic we're putting out into the world is what do we want to be known for? Mm -hmm. Do we want to be known? I mean, I can, I can write a mean song. <laughs> I can, I can Taylor Swift you with the best of them, you know, <laughs> but it's like, how do I, how do I want to be seen in this? Mm -hmm. And I think we have to be really intentional with mm -hmm. that. I agree. I yeah. agree. Taking the high road is the better thing to do. It's for sure. Um, yeah. There's still a part of me that just, ugh wants to yeah. put my dukes up Ugh, i'm ready to fight perhaps but you should try jujitsu maybe maybe <laughs> i should i think i get to work a lot of that angst out there and then i can show I up bet. happy i bet clearly I, I need some sort of outlet like that <laughs> we'll find you something don't you worry <laughs> my wife gave me an axe one day i was so mad about something and she said do you want to just go out and chop some wood it was a game changer. Really? Yeah. Who knew? I mean, it was, it was exhausting just even after 10 swings, but all of that angst and that rage mm -hmm. just came right out and it was productive. Nice. Nice. That's had... always a nice coupling when it's, when you get the rage out and it's productive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rare. It is. <laughs> I have to remember that one. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, they had, I think they called them rage rooms a few years ago where they would just have concrete and big sledgehammers and people could just beat the mm -hmm. shit out of stuff for an hour. Yeah. I could see that being pretty popular. I could see people getting some things out of that. Absolutely. <laughs> so next week you are speaking at a conference, uh, the she podcasts conference which was supposed to 
be live, you said, and now it's it's virtual. I still want to call it She Podcast Live. And I read what the event is all about and you know what they are all about. Um, a podcasting conference for women and non-binary audio creators. Say that 10 times fast. Non-binary <laughs> audio creators who are starting a podcast and want to monetize it. And I'd love to know how you got involved with that organization and that conference. They had a Facebook group when I first started podcasting years and years ago. And it was just such a great place. It was such a good resource. You know, you could go in there and ask questions that maybe you wouldn't ask in other Facebook groups because the dudes would, would just tear you up and make you feel dumb mm -hmm. for asking your question. And so many people have come to podcasting from other disciplines. I just happen to know how to use microphones and audio stuff, but so many business business owners, especially, mm -hmm. you know, what microphone should I get and how should I record this? And, and how do I get it into Apple? And just, there's a million questions yeah. and it was such a welcoming and a safe space to be able to go in and ask for feedback and resources and, I met some great friends there. Uh, I got some clients there just because I would show up and answer questions. And then those turned into conversations and those turned into clients. And it wasn't even going in there with the intent of I'm going to, you know, answer all the questions and then spam people and <laughs> yeah. get clients. Right, right. It was just showing up and answering questions and just trying to be helpful. That's how it happens. People see that. I think the only question we haven't asked about is, you know, what, what would you like us to tee up for you? What, how can people, I don't know, I don't know if I want to ask how people can contact you yet, but is there something you'd like our listeners to do as a way to engage with you? Is there something you want to offer them or suggest to them? Sure. Uh, if they're interested in podcasting, I've got a free download on my website, the ultimate guide to podcasting resources, which I'm I just updated yesterday and haven't uploaded the new one yet, but it's coming. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's a good place to start if you're like, where do I, where do I begin this craziness? So, Absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. And by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure that it will be up and ready to go. It will be. I, ha I have an accountability meeting on Friday. So yes, it will be done. <laughs> <laughs> I do love an accountability meeting. If it's not done by the time of the meeting, it's done by the end of it. Yeah, it might be done five minutes before, but it will be done. <laughs> That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That That no. is, I think, how a lot of solopreneurs get their things done. Any stories of clients that you have helped where they just completely had an aha moment and you helped them, you know, with that, they had some sort of aha moment about themselves or, um, their abilities during the podcast. You have any stories like that? Sure. I have a client that wanted to, and, and she felt bad. She's like, I think I want to stop my podcast. Like we're going to, and we're friends. She's like, we're going to have to break up, but I didn't want to have that conversation with you. I was like, look, this is, if you're no longer getting what you need out of this, then that's fine. Do that. 
And then she came back a couple of weeks later. She's like, can we get back together? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because she, she was using it as a part of her business to educate clients and, and give them like, she wasn't going, it's, she wasn't going for like sponsorship and selling advertising and all of that stuff. It's, it is a core piece of how she serves her clients. And then mm -hmm. she had that epiphany of, oh, but people are expecting this and I'm getting feedback on it and they like it. So I should probably keep doing that. So, yeah, I mean, we could, we could talk about that. That's, um, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I, you know, having um, just started this podcast in the last year, I love stories about, you know, other people's um, history with podcasts or how they got started doing what they're doing. So uh, I always love to hear the stories, the weird ones or the cool ones or, you know, the ones where a client has an epiphany. So, so how did you get started in podcasting? It all started with the nuns. The nuns. The nuns. Okay. The nuns. There's more to that story. <laughs> <laughs> Not the answer you were expecting, was it? No, no but, but now I I'm intrigued. Never to expect. I oh, I love to be uh, surprised. <laughs> well, about I I had corporate sales jobs. Like I did inside sales. I sat under fluorescent lighting in a cube farm. Very life inspired <sighs> stuff. Mm -hmm. selling restaurant equipment. My wife was like, you don't even cook. How can you sell <laughs> restaurant equipment? Like I just talked to people and try to help them. It was great. But I had been doing more with music and just not feeling I, the place I worked. It was great. I liked my coworkers, but it wasn't that thing that lit me up. I did not feel like that's what I was put on this earth to do. Mm -hmm. So I, we went to lunch one day and I said, I need to quit my job and figure this out. She's like, great. Wish you would have done that ages ago. Cause I'm tired of hearing you complain about it. <laughs> so shortly after that, as I've been trying to figure out what I'm going to do, I know it's going to be music related. One of my buddies says, Hey, could you write custom theme music for my friends that are nuns for their podcast? That's what I want to gift them for Christmas. And I was like, I have no idea what custom theme music for a nun's podcast sounds like, but if you're going to write me a check, I'm going to figure it out and it's mm -hmm. going to be amazing. <laughs> and so he connected me with sister Max and that project went really well and they liked the music and they were using it. And then she's like, Hey, since you know how to do this audio stuff, would you be interested in editing our podcast? Cause it just takes us forever to do that. And I thought, well, I've listened to a couple of podcasts because this is like 2013, maybe mm -hmm. 2014. So podcasting was not what podcasting is today. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can figure this out. I'm resourceful. I am a Gen Xer, <laughs> right? Right. I <laughs> am self-sufficient and intelligent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can make grilled cheese and Totino's frozen pizza, and I can figure out how <laughs> to edit this podcast. And that was kind of my entry into podcast editing. And I just fell in love with it. I mean, they were talking to, you know, the nuns from all over the world and they had these really incredible stories and these experiences about the work that they'd done. And I thought, 
I want a podcast. I want to know everything there is to know about podcasting because mm -hmm. this is incredible. And so I started my podcast and started getting more clients and here we are. It all started with the nuns. It did. It did. I love that story. That's great. And are they still doing the podcast and using the music? They ended up taking it in house. Um, I think because they got a grant or something, but at the first she podcast conference that was in Atlanta, it was a few years ago and sister Max was there. So we went out and had tacos and a couple of beers and it was fantastic. It was the best time to actually get to meet her in person and hang out. Nice. So much fun. No kidding. I never had fun nuns like that in grade school. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> that's good to hear. So Jen, how can people reach you? How can they get in touch with you? Instagram is probably the best place to find me. That's where I'm most active. And you can find me there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm also on LinkedIn at Jen Eads, E-D-D-S. If you had a nickel for every time someone said Jen Eads. I wouldn't be podcasting. <laughs> you know, Jen Eds sounds very similar to Gen X. Oh, it does. It does. So just a thought. Well, this was so much fun. <laughs> thank, you thank you again thank for you having for, for coming. Us, really. I feel like I'm like the giggling schoolgirl. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you for coming. You've been listening to the Soul Power Podcast with Angela Jordan and Cheryl Burke. Soul Power theme song composed by Gabriel Harley.